Hello and welcome to yet another edition of Masters of Our Domain, the podcast which is allegedly about the hit 90s sitcom Seinfeld. I'm Mother Webber, someone who's never seen Seinfeld, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Phoebe Roy. Hello. That is all she ever says. And this week we are joined by a special guest all the way from the United States of America. It is Amber Rollo. How are you doing? Good. Thank you for having me. You know, it is 8 a.m. here. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's early for podcasting. <laughs> that's, that's, that's yeah, a, that's the witching early hour. Podcast. I've never podcasted at 8 a.m. before. This is a new experience for me, podcasting with a coffee. Well, no, I've podcasted with a coffee many times, but mm. not at 8 in the morning when I first had my first cup of coffee. And yeah. uh, I have done a comedy show at 8 in the morning, though, before. Good God. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why was it at 8 in the morning? <laughs> during the pandemic, I was um, doing these Zoom comedy shows with Judah Friedlander, mm. and he mm. was doing them at all different times for like different, so different people in the uh, world could okay. tune in at different times. So we oh, did right, have okay. one where it was eight in the morning for me. And I think we were like, I don't know, in Australia or something. I'm, I'm not sure who was tuning in. I wasn't fully awake, but I did tell jokes. Yeah. Cause yeah. LA to Australia is like a crazy time difference. It's like 18 hours or something. Mm. Long, I was uh, in New York at the time. Oh, okay. So, right. So yeah. Slightly, no, that makes, that makes so closer sense. together. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, I, I can't I can't lay claim to doing comedy over that that big of a time zone. No. Yeah, no. no. Or, or getting up at 8 a.m. pretty much ever, to be honest. Yeah, well, that's because, you know. It's not the way I operate. You're a slugger bed. Slugger bed? <laughs> yeah. That's what you are. Yeah. A, Is that a term? A, yeah, a slugger bed. No? A slug about? I mean, it a may slu- be a British term. It's definitely not. An, it's not an American term. Well, you never heard it before. <laughs> well, I'm going to bed. I've yeah. never heard of the slugger beds, the slugs who lie around in the bed. You get up, you'd have your jelly deals on toast, wouldn't you? And then your grandmother would call you a slugger bed. So you'd have to uh, go work on the dust wagon. I. I will not do my British accent for you guys. <laughs> I don't want to offend you. Uh, that's fine. No, it's all please right. do. It's not a problem. Please do. Um, like we we live to be offended. It's our it's our kink. Yeah. Um. I think. Well. The the uh uh we we work with a lot of North Americans uh as on the whole, and I think that um the the root of I think Americans not being able to do British accents is that um they usually don't know what they're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. So because there are so many different ones, and so usually what they, they really what are. they come out with is like a composite of a bunch of different British accents that they've heard. And then that somehow ends up going Australian, which yeah. is itself a kind mm-hmm. of like hyper real British accent. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Wow. It's Cockney Hi- plus uh, 200 years in the sun. Hyper real British accent. It's mm. the future. Yeah. Cause it's moving. It's just moving west. Okay. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Mm. It's the evolved British accent. <laughs> it's the final <laughs> frontier of the British accent. It's, it's the hedgehog who can't roll up into a tight ball anymore. Mm. Yeah. The porcupine. No, I don't think those two things are related. Okay. That's, that's just a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Phoebe, Phoebe was giving me her, her like, fact or false <laughs> look. <laughs> the raised eyebrow of in- inquiry. My um, my husband says that, uh, yeah, I have a husband now. It's not a big deal, Phoebe. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> husband. Yeah, okay, fine. Whatever. Comes on my show, talks about her husband. <laughs> mm. My husband says that I all of my accents somehow turn into a Russian accent at some uh-huh. point. Okay, uh, this is very good. Yes, it's very it's very good. This is all I know how to do is to, I, and I even my Russian accent isn't good, so I I can't I can't do accents. It's really a, really a shortfalling of mine. Can you, can mm. you do an Italian accent? Can you do the the voice of your people? 
No. <laughs> <laughs> it, in fact, turns out very racist uh, when I do. <laughs> So I can do a racist voice, but that's it. That's all I've got. That's all I've got available. Mm, yeah, the racists get very offended by that. Yeah, exactly. That's not how we sound. That's not how we sound. <laughs> we don't all sound that way. I don't think I've ever heard you do a British accent, Amber. I'd quite like to, though. <laughs> I would quite like to. I'm sorry. What What? What do you want me to say, Roy? I, I, what, what exactly are you... I, how am I supposed to do a British accent when I don't even know what I'm trying to talk about? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. That's a no. That's a composite. That's a composite. That's a composite. No, 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 no. I was enjoying. I was enjoying that. It was sort of half London and half posh. You're you're right, slag for trying to make me do a British accent. You are. You know what? I've heard worse. I've heard worse. I've definitely heard worse. A lot worse. Mainly from Australians, and you'd think they would be closer, but they but they can't do it. No, they str- it's because the Australian accent is so strong. Mm. It's really hard to override that. It's why the, the French people, no matter how long they've lived in the UK, they can't convincingly speak normal. No matter mm. how good their English is, it's always like, uh, hello, could I have uh, fish and chips, please? <laughs> they could speak absolutely perfect English. They could have better vocabulary than me, but they just they can't lose it. Mm. Can't be done. It's interesting, isn't it? Mm. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, well, this week we are talking about <laughs> season six, episode nine, "The Secretary." Mm. Uh, this is a good episode. I think. It is a good episode. I, uh, I, I like this episode a lot, but I do want to go back to something that we were talking about before mm. we started recording. And oh, uh, is so you said that uh, someone owns part of Seinfeld and gets a little bit of like money every time they um, mm-hmm. they they air an episode and people watch it. I. I like a royalty or whatever. I I was wondering how do you do that? How can I buy stocks in popular sitcoms? And is that is that something oh. that you can just buy on the market? I genuinely don't know. I want to I want to buy a financial no derivative in uh, Young Sheldon. Yeah, Young Sheldon tracker bond. <laughs> I want to get in early on really, Abbott Elementary because I think that's going to be running for fucking ever. <laughs> so how do I do that? Young Sheldon's really popular. Again, you could do worse. Mm. You could do worse. But have a controlling SoundCloud interest. <laughs> um, uh, well, I think it's just a case of like sometimes uh, the you know because the, the rights to these shows are owned sometimes by their creators and often like in large part by like networks or whatever. And so sometimes uh, investors come in and say like, oh, I would, particularly when people are like hunting for cash, mm. they come and say, oh, well, I'll buy some of that. Like when Michael Jackson bought all the Beatles rights. Yeah. So I think it's kind of like, it's not really saying that would be on the open market. You kind of have to like know who owns know it someone. and make them an offer. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, but okay. it can be done. You could I'll do that. I'll just start going to networks. Great. It's all, yeah. it's all word of mouth. Yeah, we, you're in the media. You could do this. You could yeah, no, I actually am talking to like producers and stuff and I do talk mm. to like people at networks sometimes. So... I uh, I will stop talking to them about like making shows that I would like to make and start talking to them about buying shows that are already being made. Mm. Yeah, I think that's that's yeah. a mu- that's a much better bet. Yeah, I think. You, make my money do... work for me, not work yeah. for yeah. money. Yeah, you yeah. could do that. Um, that thing that some investment funds do, which is where they work out like what what kind of properties are like systematically undervalued because they're unfashionable or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like you could do that, but with TV. So you could go around like buying up the rights to like uh, you know like kids say the funniest things or something yes. that like is pretty yes. toxic in America, and then start selling that shit straight to Albania. <laughs> Um, yes. uh, where no one knows who Bill Cosby is and you could probably make a fortune 
<laughs> no, this is you got you got to think like a businessman. You got to think strategically. Yeah, mm. and also if you if you go to a network and say I'd like to buy up some of your unpopular properties that you've got like lying around, then you don't have to like do the work of writing a show because like that's a hassle. Exactly. Exactly. It involves mm. a lot of sitting down, a lot of like coming up with ideas and uh, putting words. Who's got the time? Mm. Who's, got the, yeah. who's got the time? Who's got the time? Who's got the energy? Not, Not I. Mm. <laughs> Not I. Exactly. You should get like a Victorian workhouse and fill it with riders. You're paying like 20 bucks an hour to write like hundreds of sitcoms a day. Get yeah, Fiverr. And then put this them exists, out. This That's exists. Fiverr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this already exists. It's Fiverr is the creative sweatshop. It's true. It is, yeah. You have invented Fiverr. Well done. <laughs> Great. Well, uh, you know, the, I do a podcast about startups for a reason. <laughs> yeah, all right, fair play. I can. I know how they think. These people. I mean, I'm inside their their mind palace, business brain, eating their Doritos. So you have a, a cowboy Elon Musk behind you. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's not There's a race car driver. Like, ev- like every time. Every time someone mentions it, I always look behind me. I know it's there. Why do I look? Be- why do I look behind me? I, I, I don't need to. Uh, I don't need to confirm it. Elon Musk is actually wearing an Afghan pakol. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh. It look. It does look a bit like a cowboy hat in the small mm-hmm. um, screen. Yeah. It, uh, basically, because we take the piss out of Elon Musk so much. Um, my ex girlfriend. This must be like four girlfriends ago. Bought me this cardboard cutout for the studio as a joke, and we've had it ever since we've had a studio. So like over four years now. Um, mm. It's a good personality test as well because yeah. um, because people always notice it and it's always interesting what their kind of whether response they think and it's like a positive <laughs> cardboard cutout oh or a negative God. one. Yeah. Whoa! Who would think it's a positive cardboard cutout? More than more people than you might imagine. Usually I'm sorry, not. was it supposed to be a positive cardboard cutout? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 th- I thought it was. I mean, I didn't like. You're a big Elon Musk is it, fan. Like, is it not? I am. I'm a, like. I'm mm-hmm. an, I run the local chapter of the Elon Heads. Oh, That's all right. yeah. She's a musketeer. I'm a musketeer. A musketeer. She's a muskrat. That- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is, do they actually call themselves that? It'd be very funny God, if they did. Musketeers. They, they, call they should call themselves they, they that. Definitely, mm. definitely should. Yeah. That would be good. I don't know if they're that smart, though. No, no, they're probably not. Who do you, th- not. Who do you think is in charge of um, Alexandre Dumont's uh, estate? I don't know. It's probably all out of copyright now, anyways, Yeah, it probably it? is, yeah. so no one can sue him. Do whatever you want. Hey, you could get some people on Fiverr to write you a sitcom about that, Amber. There you go, I will. The the three musketeers, but like um, um, fucking, what's, what's that guy called who always does the like, so that happened stuff? Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon, yeah. Joss Whedon, <laughs> Three Musketeers. There we go. Well, they, well, there was, not that long ago, there was a uh, Three Musketeers written um, written and directed, but not written, obviously, uh, directed by uh, not Paul Thomas Anderson, the other one, <laughs> the other Paul Anderson. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Whom it amuses me to pretend are the same person. <laughs> the one who... Um, the one who always casts Mila Jovovich, who's his wife, even though she can't act at all. Mm. She's a handsome woman, but she can't act. Um, and she's a comely wench. She is a handsome woman. Um, yeah. And she is in this terrible version of um, of The Three Musketeers, which has got these kind of weird steampunk elements. Mm. So, like, oh, no. so like the Duke of Buckingham flies a dirigible there's a bit where Mila Jovovich is like walking along like these roofs and she like removes part of her dress like one by one and then she's wearing this like kind of these kind of like like a bustle and kind of undergarments and then she kind of removes mm. these like 
you know, period handguns from her stays and stuff, uh-huh. like kind of spinning them around and doing uh-huh. like somersaults and shit. It's it's, you have it's always really seen terrible. Really terrible movies, <laughs> it's really really terrible. I will watch anything with the word musketeer in it. I fucking, lo- I fucking you love have- the whole musketeer universe. <laughs> yeah, Phoebe has regularly seen movies which are so bad it sounds like she's making them up. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is a prime example. <laughs> This is a game. This is a game that someone introduced me to, like on Apple TV or Apple Plus or whatever their streaming platform is, uh-huh. to uh, look at the titles and be like, "Is this to say titles plus a made-up show?" and ask if it is made up or on Apple TV Plus. And that seems like mm. a made-up show that would be described in that game. That seems mm-hmm. like you're like that plus you know a show about chess players. Who have IBS? Uh, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, if you have IBS, then chess is probably the sport for you. I mean, yes, mm. true. <laughs> but then, like, do you have to use some of your time to run to the restroom? Because you can't yeah, stop the clock. Probably, yeah, no, no, you probably do. But it's still not as bad as as you know as a sport where you have to run around. Probably, mm. probably that could yeah. help so, you though. I don't know. May, like yeah. maybe it kind of maybe it keeps you focused because you got the kind of the sharp stabbing pains in your gut and that's you know keeping mm. you keeping you laser focused on your next move. See, this is maybe, these are the maybe, things that the show maybe, could go into. This is this is what we this is what we should yeah, pitch. Yeah. This is what we should pitch. It, it, Quibi was deeply like this. I was so sad when it shut down because I wanted to watch so much more of it. Mm. Like the whole the the show Murder House Flip that we found on Quibi was amazing. Was oh like my god! Renovating is that what it houses like? that had gruesome murders in them. That's exactly Absolutely what I thought it incredible. would be. That sounds yeah. great. It, completely unironic, completely straight faced. Um, it was a bit. It was a bit sad though because like a lot of the murders had happened like a long time previously. It wasn't like I was really hoping they were going to be like cleaning blood off the walls and stuff. But it was more like, oh, a murder happened in this house twenty years ago. You've actually been living here quite normally for a while. <laughs> um, but we're going to yeah. make your house saleable. Yeah. yeah, I remember there being a thing uh, about Dennis Nielsen's house oh, yeah. um, going on Some the like market. Northwest London somewhere, right? It, it, oh, I know exactly where it is. I know which street it is. <laughs> I bought it, baby. That's my house. That's where I live. Um, I just feel like you shouldn't be helping murderers sell their houses. I don't think. I don't think he. Got, <laughs> I don't think kidding. he got the money out of it. Well, that, this is the thing. Like, I, I honestly had to think about it for a second. Like, is that right? That cannot be right. No, 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 I'm no, actually no. going to be living rent free for a while, so uh, I thought I'd cash in on this. <laughs> I'm going to mi- be missing a tenant. Um, but yeah, so De- so Dennis Nielsen's house is a really. It's not a very nice. It's not a particularly nice house. It's very. Um, it's it's very suburban, but it's in the catchment area of this really really um, good school. So it so it's like it's kept it's it's kept its price despite mm-hmm. the fact that um, despite the fact that after he moved out, like they had to like clear the human remains out of the drains. Oh god! Like that's how he, that's how he mm. got that's how he got caught. It's oh. like it's it's really awful. Dennis Nielsen was a Dennis Nielsen. You know what? I don't I don't feel bad saying this. He was a th- he was a wrongun. He <laughs> was a th- he was a getting bad- a drink. Was guy a who's real- like, You've had some right <laughs> serial killers for a real <laughs> specimen. Was old Dennis Nielsen. Um, wrongun, but yeah, wrongun. Oh, is that a made up? Is this a real term, Milo? Or is she yes, making it, this yeah, up? Yeah, no, no, it, no, <laughs> no, it's, it's unfortunately a real it term. Is, yeah, it's, but thank you for playing, Amber. It's a, it's a contraction of wrong one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wrong. A wrong one. A wrong one. Okay, got it. You can say gooden as well. Yeah, gooden. Rungin. 
Okay. Yeah. It really is a different language, isn't it? <laughs> it is. British English and American English. It really up, is. Up the wrong one, in the arse. Up the wrong one is uh, up the arse, yeah. Yeah. Really? I've already, I have yeah. already traumatised Amber by telling her various British expressions for sexual things before. Yeah. So I don't think, I don't think she needs to hear, <laughs> hear any more of them. A lot of these are kind of things which like, you could say them now as a joke, but no one said them seriously since like the 70s. What, up the wrong end? Yeah. Mm, no. No, it's a bit of an uncle. Yeah, yeah, up the wrong end. Yeah, you know, it's not. You can't really imagine someone saying it is not holding like two big jugs. And wearing a nurse's uniform, you know. <laughs> it sounds like okay. If nobody's, if people don't see your hand expressions, Milo, when you say that, as an American, holding two big jugs sounds like you're holding two big tits. Just so you yeah. know. Yeah. No, I was doing. Yeah. I was doing literal jugs. Although yeah. that is very much the, again, the intended. Like, with the seventy with- sex comedy, you hold the jugs in front of your tits. <laughs> yes. To and then indicate, you say, "Oh, okay, careful, oh, me jugs, they're up." You know, exactly. Sort of yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> does so, this episode start with yeah, a bit? It does. <laughs> it begins with a bit. Um, Jerry is going in hard on something that's had it too easy for too long. The concept of the fur coat. Um, as a as a former resident of the country of Russia, I was in, I was intrigued as to where he was going with this. I'll, I'll tell you what. Got a little bit of a proto feminist analysis here from yeah. from Jerry. He's like, you know, you got these women, tarts, if you like, you know, mm-hmm. they, they're they out there, they're shaving themselves bare. Mm-hmm. You know, ah, what, he actually, what he actually says is we are insisting that they shave themselves bare. Mm. Yes. Mm. There you go. He's, he's, he he's aware says. of these, uh, you know, cultural currents. Yeah. Um, and then he's saying, and then we're sending them out dressed up like a bear. Welcome, welcome to, to the resistance, Sister Seinfeld. <laughs> That's right. Um, and he's like, the only reason you should be wearing a fur coat is probably to sneak up on an animal. That's a weird thing to say, isn't it? Yeah. Why would you be sneaking up on an animal? I don't know. A surprise birthday party for an elk. (laughs) Oh, that's that's nice. nice. That's nice. Okay. My mind only went to bad things, so. The last thing you'd want is to look like a bear while doing that, though. You'd probably give him quite a fright. No, Have you seen the video of the elk and the bear that are friends? No. Yeah, you were slept on that one then clearly wow I, I haven't seen that one of course you've seen that video that's such phoebe content right three there. separate people sent me this video <laughs> <laughs> what How, it's I'm, like it's like a bear and it's in the river and then an elk shows up and then they splash in the river together i'll aww. find it for you later on but it's really Please really do good. send it to it's me really good yeah yeah phoebe has a strong personal brand which enables her to attract these kind of uh you know that's true but i'm now thinking like dressed up in a fur coat sneak. I'm now thinking of Jerry Seinfeld commenting on the film Midsummer. <laughs> it's up like a bear. <laughs> it's summer. I think, it's got to be so hot in there. I think seeing a woman in a fur coat and your first thought of she's dressed as a bear. I think that I think that's an interesting snapshot into his psychology. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld in Bergheim. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's his comedy is very sexless. So mm. it can't mm. be uh it can't be that he sees a woman in a fur coat and it's anything, you know, fun or, or raunchy, which is what I think mm. most people think of when they think of a woman in a fur coat. Or they think of her being like extra wealthy, they think of her being like extra sexualized. Those are the two things that really come up for most people. But Jerry Seinfeld is can't be commenting on either of those things. Oh okay. Well, uh we have a dog <laughs> off right now. Come here. <laughs> Get a bit yeah. of heckling from the cheap seat. Bit of feminist yeah. analysis they're, there. They, uh, these these dogs, they're big fans of Jerry Seinfeld. They don't like <laughs> it. <when laughs> they don't like any criticism. It is, it is not sexless. <laughs> it is but not. Listen, 
but this is interesting because like the the idea of like the like the women in furs being like a specifically sexy thing is is from Venus in furs and like throughout he describes his his mistress as being like an animal or being like a bear like it ha- mm. like it's it, it's a it's kind connected. of repeated it's kind of repeated theme about like her like wearing her like wearing her furs and then like kind of devouring him like so she's man a bear. Who wants to fuck a bear. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I take from that. I read everything literally. Yep. Yeah. He wishes just she wants was a bear. to fuck a bear. That's right. Um yeah, and no, there's I- that and there's that re recently revived uh I think it's Canadian. Canadian novel about the woman who falls in love with a bear. And that is literally she literally falls in love with and wants to have sex with the bear. Well, that mm. yeah. I mean, you've seen those pictures of like sexy Russian ladies posing with bears, right? No. No. <laughs> okay, well, I guess this is my personal brand. I haven't, but I can imagine it. <laughs> there's like a series, there's a bunch of photos. They went viral for a while. There's like ladies posing with bears. Uh mm. and they're it's it looks ve- these pictures look very romantic. Like they look like um like engagement announcement photos. Uh and I so much so that like I almost considered recreating these photos with Matt for like our wedding announcements or Oh my god, you so should have done. I know. Um, or yeah. I considered just sending out these pictures as our wedding announcements. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now starting to wonder whether these are actually pictures with a bear or whether you're just not abreast of quite how hairy the average yeah. Russian man is. <laughs> yeah. They are it's truly a bear. Uh Sergey hasn't been doing much manscaping <laughs> recently. No. And of course you know what you know what week it is this week? What week? It is fat it's bear week. Fat bear week. It is Fat oh. Bear Week. I'm so excited. Me too. I'm so excited yeah. as well. D- did the bears know about this? Yeah, of course. They like they willingly participate in Fat Bear Week. Okay. Of course. What 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 you think the bears don't realize that they're being bracketed? Do you think do you think they're sort of they're going along with it but actually are giving them all bear dysmorphia? No, I think they're I think be no they're they're excited <laughs> to be fat. They're like, yeah, yeah look okay. at, they like I think they put on a little extra cuz they want to, you know, Shimmy yeah. it around mm. a little bit more personally. Yeah, exactly. I see. In the in the bear community, they have different beauty standards. Oh yeah, yes. It's mm. quite the opposite of us, actually. Yeah, yeah. they want to uh, be as fat as possible. Bigger is especially, better. Yeah, especially going into the winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I think seven four seven is going to take it again this I year. I think so too. I think so yeah. too. Seven four sevens. Seven four sevens. The one. <laughs> it's a big bear. <laughs> I got because I because um. Me and me and my partner get up really early, and uh, George this morning got up at quarter past five. Oh, that's too hot! And he and he woke and he woke me up bellowing, like bellowing. The pictures of seven four seven are out, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, uh, uh, great, great. This is good. This is good." <laughs> but it did it did startle me awake. Yeah, George can be unnervingly chipper sometimes. Oh yeah, mm. you know he's not very chipper at the moment. He's got a, he's got a really bad cold. Oh no! Oh, so he's so he's so he's very miserable. Oh no! I wow. know. S- sending vibes to George. Yeah, sending get well soon vibes to George. Sending get well vibes. <laughs> so we're in the dry cleaner, <laughs> and um, uh, George has explained to Joe about how he's uh, hiring a secretary, um, and that he's actually gonna he's gonna try and actively hire a secretary who's not very attractive because he's like that would just be a distraction. So he's gonna try and hire. The most competent secretary you can find joining Jerry in the woke sisterhood. Yeah, I was. Yes. Oh, well, I was. I was going to say like because it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be him. Um, him trying to pr- like protect himself from 
sexually harassing his assistant. Mm-hmm. But then he interviews all these women and sexually harasses them. And totally, he totally does. He like Costanza does not acquit himself well in this episode. Mm. Nope. Mm-mm. No. Costanza, yeah. you are on notice. I'm calling you out. Costanza's having an issue here with the border between inside thoughts and outside thoughts. I think mm. that's definitely something you could say. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Also, like, is it, re- is it really great to say, like, no, 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 no. I know how I'm going to get around this whole, this whole potential situation. Is that I'm only going to hire ugly women. Like, okay, man. Like, come on. And also on. the woman that he hires is not ugly. No, she's not. Like she's just, sort of, she's, just, just she's just not an absolute just, dime piece like the other women that he Yeah, she, she's just a bit sour looking. She, I mean, they do the like she's all that type of ugly mm. uglification. Yeah, they yeah, like yeah. put glasses on her and they put her hair like tightly back and they make her have a, a like upset expression on her face. Mm. That's extent, not yeah. yeah. The extent to which the default woman you see in the show Seinfeld is always the hottest woman you've ever seen in your life is it's remarkable. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, if only I could just find a regular looking woman. Well, that's appreciation for the aesthetic experience, isn't it? Yeah. yeah they go. are all absurdly hot. Every woman mm. on Seinfeld mm. is very good looking. So yeah. it's upsetting. That's true. That's true. And Jerry's like, oh, I can't have sex with her. She's lettuce. And you're like, Jerry, what are you talking about? What is this? Yeah, but remember, but I like lettuce. remember he's living in this near reality where every woman is not only beautiful but also willing to give him a shot. So yep. he so he can be absurdly picky. He's just mm. he's just going along with his contacts. Reality where Jerry is the hottest man who has ever lived. Yeah. Jerry's been Truman showed. All these women yes. are in on it. Yeah. He can't he can't leave Manhattan. No. Does he ever? Do we ever see him do it? No. There's a big painted sky at the edge of like the Hudson River or whatever. I think Mm -hmm. he goes, I don't know where, um, he goes to visit his parents at one point, stay with his parents. Oh, he does. Yeah, 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 he does. But we have no proof that that's Florida. They could just have have shunted him onto a different set. It's true. We never see any Florida. And he has a, a horrible time there, which does, you know, continue pushing him to stay in Manhattan forever and ever. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. so horrible that he thinks, well, I'm never going to leave Manhattan again, not mm. realizing that he actually doesn't have the mechanism through which to leave. It's clever. It's he's clever. in a prison of the mind. He is, yeah. Um, and so then Jerry is trying, he's, he's handing in his mum's fur coat for storage at the dry cleaner, and which seems over the top. Hmm. Yeah. Who, what, is that what you do? Do you have to store a fur coat in like a special Actually, place? Actually, yes, you do. <laughs> this is actually something that you do have to do. But it's normally people who have like, a number of furs that do this Mm. it's because they're really really difficult to keep hold of and like kind of like one moth will like destroy um like will destroy a fur coat Um, i actually have a fur coat do you i do it's second hand you know i got it vintage which makes me feel like it's fine first owner was a bear Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's third hand (laughs) (laughs) second paw no Mm -hmm. um yeah it it's it's nice. It I, I do think that I, there's supposed to be things that I'm supposed to be doing to take care of it or uh, mm. keep it from falling apart, and I'm not doing those things. So yeah, I don't no, know. no, it's like it's like it's a it's a whole thing. There are fur, there are like specialist fur storage warehouses, mm. and they have just like and yeah, like what the thing that um what's his face says about how they have like hundreds and hundreds of furs in these storage. It's like it's like it's mm. true. They're like they're really weird. There used to be one. There used to be one like on like just off the South Bank. It was this like really, really weird building that had like had like a kind of it had like a really odd architectural style. It had like 
like what were basically minarets, oh. but it was a fur, hat, fur coat storage, like years and years ago. Like it's it doesn't exist anymore. Under the protection of the prophet. This I think is, this uh... was. I think this was like in like in like the nineteen sixties, but I've seen pictures of it. It's really cool. Oh, curious. Mm. Um, I think then... they had a furniture bit and a fur bit. <laughs> the two things that you need. The two you know? genders. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Are you furniture or fur? Those, those are the questions you've got to ask yourself. Yeah. What is a fur? What is a Define fur? Define a fur. Exactly. So, um, and then he's An also adult handing human skin. in his. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. He's handing in his houndstooth jacket for cleaning, and the dry mm-hmm. cleaner is commenting what a nice jacket it is. Um, we then cut to Costanza interviewing multiple women for the secretary position, and he's telling them all that they're too good looking. Um, and uh, it's he, not, it, he this keeps is using not, the same line where he's like, I would, I'd give up red meat just to get a look at you or something like this that. Is not, this is not Costanza law to me. It doesn't this is seem not how right Costanza behaves. Mm. No, no. This is not how Costanza behaves. It's written a little This feels like off. a Jerry plot line. Mm. Mm. Agreed, yeah. Oh, what I'm you seen? The trash, the trash truck. I'm just going to close the distraction. You got a dog who respects the bin men. Is she is she a fan of the trash or is that um uh or is that disapproval that she's thinks, barking? He thinks that it's like uh he thinks they're it's a monster coming for the for us. And he has uh, okay. large uh corgi ears. Mm-hmm. So um oh. he like hears every single thing that happens every like uh, in like our whole block. So it's very Any disturbing. Any change in to behavior him. since the queen died? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Yeah, uh, he's he was very upset that his brothers were buried with the queen, um, yeah, alive. Well, I mean, you know, it's just that <laughs> so she could they could take I her. I don't agree with every tradition of uh, this isle, <laughs> but you know, some of them are very, very ancient and have to be yeah. respected. When they went around beheading all the swans, that did feel like a bit. That's much, but, yeah. also yeah. very fucked up. But yeah, yeah I, could, mm. I, I guess could, it has to be I done. She was the keeper. I couldn't watch that. Yeah. Because also a swan, it's got too much neck. You know, where do you do it? Where do you define the start of the head? I think it very much depends from execution to execution. Everyone has mm. their own like private view about where where the neck cut off is on a swan. Mm. I'd personally go close to the head because uh, mm-hmm. it's a beheading, not a necking. You know. Yep. Yeah, yeah, fair. You enough. don't want to go shoulders because that's mm. it's just, and then you end up with this floppy thing. Where, where, yeah, how does the it's basket just, hold it's it? Just, it's just perverse. Whereas otherwise you end up with a swan with that kind of looks like a watering can. <laughs> also, the, also the greater turning moment you have on a, on a swan, um, the more space you're giving it to like rear back and, and, and peck you. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Swan executioner <laughs> coming home and he's just covered in little hickeys. Like, oh, the swan's been at you again, love. Yeah, well, a swan can break a person's yeah, arm. Queen's yeah, died, isn't it? Swans are scary. Yeah. If yeah. do you ever hit? Do you get told this that a swan can break your arm? No. This is like a kind of. This is a bit of it's like. A British this urban is a kind legend. of British piece of parental law that, uh-huh. like you, that that it just never occurs it's, to you it's, until it's you a reach adulthood. Lie. <laughs> yeah, that it is. That that it swans is are so strong yeah. they can break your arm. Like swans have hollow bones. But yeah, they're not breaking shit. But yeah, people like. Everyone I know remembers somebody telling them when they were a kid, like, you know, a swan can break your arm. Which is also why? weird because they're at leg height. Yeah, Wait, who, why would a swan, a swan even arm? go for your arm? And, and mm. what, how, did, how would they even do that? Would they? I love the idea that the, the originator of this was like, well, it couldn't break your femur. You know, let's not, let's not go too far. I guess if it's, a, if it's a small child, they could be at arm height. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But like, yeah, Swan could probably take a toddler. I mean, they're they're mostly pussies. Yeah, but not bro- but not breaking their arm. Surely they mm. could drown one. Yeah, if they wanted, <laughs> and they'd be within easy. their rights. Frankly, <laughs> pretty easily. Queen says I can. <laughs> the Swan just being bailed out of prison by the Queen. <laughs> He's a good lad at home. <laughs> yeah, if it wasn't for your grandmother, you'd be nicked. <laughs> Right. Um, yes. Anyway. So, uh, yeah. And then George eventually hires um, just just a, just a more normal looking woman, but who's not by any stretch ugly, as the show no. kind of wants you to think. But it's just kind of more of a woman you might see in the street, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, who is very uh, very has a very good CV. Yeah, but the harassing stuff that Costanza does, like if anything, he's overly timid in the yes. face of in the face of women. Not like this is not his. Mm. This is a this is a a Jerry storyline with Kramer behavior. Yeah. Yeah. The mm. the blurting out is very Kramer. The like, oh, mm. you're, you're so hot. I would I would give up meat. That's a that's very Kramer like. And the it, it it I mean, I guess they're trying to play up this like newfound power that he that he has. So it comes with some sort of confidence. Mm. But mm. it does it does feel like a stretch for him. Yeah. Yeah, it's a strange, it's a strange little peccadillo here. Um, so then we get to the apartment uh, and Elaine uh, is saying that she bought this dress. It looked better on in the store and she's going to go and try it on again to show it to Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. George no, comes in. I just love yeah, the storyline. I love the storyline. It's such a good storyline because it is like it's so exactly right. Yes. But what she's not bringing up is the corollary which is, yeah, it's true. There are absurdly flattering mirrors in expensive shops. Mm-hmm. Mm. So what they do in order to in order to punish you for having no money in cheap shops, the dress the dressing room mirrors make, make you, you want to shit. die. Yeah, yeah, like true. They like, like ones from the Hall of Mirrors. The three sixty ones that they have in H and M, like they're genuinely like they exist to give Never like trusted to, the Swedes to give me a dysmorphic breakdown. Like literally every time. Like what well, is they this try to do, They try to do. <laughs> they try to do the lighting thing that like the very expensive yeah. uh, shops do, but they don't do it well. So if that lighting is slightly off, it's supposed to like like sort of like highlight your tits, make your waist look skinnier. Like mm. they put it directly. It's supposed to like directly come here, but if it's done slightly wrong, it just makes your stomach look fatter. You look yellower. Mm. Uh, your tits look smaller. Everything. Yeah, like like yeah. If you're in if you're in an H and M changing room, then th- those mirrors those mirrors make you look like you're in a fucking mortuary, like <laughs> under like a kind of single fluorescent light. It's yes. just horrible, horrible. But yeah. I'll tell you what: the uh, dressing room mi- r- mirrors in a Spitalfields Reformation, mm. Ooh, beautiful, beautiful. Okay. You, must, would, you like, must pop in sometime. Like, honestly, <laughs> you should like you should go in there and use the mirrors to get ready for a night out because you will look fucking great in them. <laughs> yeah, in fact, you shouldn't leave there. You should have the night out have in the there. Night out exactly. There. Yeah. Have the night out yeah. There. Beautiful, um, beautiful golden lighting. It's yeah. It's, mm. Well, skinny mirrors are. A, there's a product called Skinny Mirror. It was uh, on Shark Tank in 2014, uh, and they turned it down because they were like, well. Because her model was to sell these mirrors to like stores, and they're like, "Well, that's um, that's lying to the customer." But that's that's been done. That's been done for a while. This was just like someone trying to make it a real right. official product. I can't so, admit this on TV, but see me afterwards. We'll totally <laughs> yeah. sell this. 
Yeah. And then they they still are in stores now, but they they have like these that particular brand you have to have on the bottom in the corner at say like skinny mirror so that people know that it's a fake. <laughs> I love the idea that like the skinny mirror person like turned up dead in a suitcase like four months later. Like she's too close. She's found out what's going on. <laughs> Belinda Jasmine, that's her name. Uh, yeah. She's, yeah, I, she did recently close close down and I think, yeah, she did get mm. too close to the truth. Fell out of a four-story mm. window in Moscow. <laughs> But uh, I wonder a very if slippery floor in she there. was found having uh, zipped herself into a suitcase. <laughs> That's right. I wonder if she got the idea for the skinny mirror from this episode of Seinfeld because mm. this she was in might, 1994. She, yeah, she mm. like she like she might have done. I think it's like I think it's gen. I think it's a known phenomenon. It is. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I've on the like subject of lighting. I had a conversation with someone recently who was a bit younger about um, Hollister and they were like too young to remember like the peak Hollister years of like the early 2010s when and but it was so dark in there that people would go in and buy clothes and come out genuinely not understanding what they had purchased and then we'd get (laughs) home and be like oh this is like a different color. (laughs) <laughs> like I had, but like the whole thing with Hollister was like, it's dark in there. It's cool, actually. You go into a clothes store and you cannot see. It's I a think clothes like, store think, in a club. Yeah, <laughs> I think sh- I think shop psychology is actually really interesting. Mm. Like the what they used to do with um, the big top shop that's not there anymore in Oxford Circus. R.I.P. 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 to the big top L- shop. London's Ground Zero, the big top <laughs> shop that's no longer there. I mean, a little bit. Gonna have to build the Arcadia Freedom Tower. It was always so fucking hot in there. Like even mm. like even in the winter, it would be so boiling hot. And I was absolutely sure that it was ma- it was meant to make you feel like you were sort of in like a kind of battle situation. So you'd be like walking through this like walking through this like the boiling hot shot. You're like your ears are on fire. You yeah yeah pulses thundering in your head and you're just like bye 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 <laughs> um, like, I, I once found myself like nearly halfway halfway to the till holding a holding a Chicago Bulls leotard that cost 50 quid and <laughs> I was Chicago holding it and Bulls I was just like what, why have I got this why did I pick this up I don't want this I don't want a 50 quid Chicago Bulls leotard you had an attack of Russia brain I did Chicago I did. Bulls I got, merchandise I got shop syndrome it's real mm. look it up yeah bloody hell yeah. Um, well uh there you go that's what the that's what the, you're like if i don't buy this one of these other ladies yeah, are exactly. that's what the ts in one of the other ladies are gonna get it yeah and i have to fight the other ladies mm. yeah. um <laughs> yeah so yeah basically in, in uh, elaine goes to try on the dress again george comes in and he says how much he loves having a secretary uh, she comes out in the dress it looks ridiculous uh and then they're like oh the problem is it's got no waist in it they pit they pitched that just right because it wouldn't work if it was like too awful. Yeah. Because then it then yeah. like no amount of good mirroring would It's got a kind of caftany quality to it. It does have a caftany quality. Yeah. It does. But it's just it's just too I big see for it her. Looking it's cute. just too it's yeah, just it's too, too big. big for her. And mm. yeah, and she does she needs like some kind of nipping. Looks kinda of like something Adele would have worn at one stage. It's got that kind of a big mm. big drapey. It's a bit drapey, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looks a bit of a little Elvira ish. Yes. Honestly. Yeah. No. 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 It definitely does. It could be kind of like yeah, mm. emo goth kind of. Yeah, it's got mm. the kind of diamond cutouts, and they're in really regrettable places. Like they're exactly over the middle mm-hmm. bit of the bra. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's bad. It's a bad scene. Mm. 
Yeah, poorly designed. I was curious. Uh, yeah, I was watching that and I was like, it seems like she's not wearing a bra. She's wearing a like a bathing suit of some sort because there's like a tie, like like her bra was like tied oh. right in the middle kind of. And I was like, this is so, mm. <laughs> I wonder. Well, Amber watching it pause. All right, can we get a can we no, get a close up? Just, can we get a close up of the bra? <laughs> Matt, what would you say that is? Is that tied? <laughs> I was just confused. I was like, oh, interesting. Maybe she like I I don't know what happened there. Or this is this was like more it made it look it made the the it stand out yeah. more how mm. strangely the cut of the dress was. Yeah. So then uh, Elaine resolves that she's going to go down there and confront them about the skinny mirrors, which is kind of a Kramer plot line. Um <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's an Elaine plotline. Yeah, this is definitely this definitely tracks with her mm. with her ceaseless journey towards justice. And then Kramer's turned up at this point, and he says he wants to go to Barney's too. So he says, "Why don't we go down there and have lunch?" And then she wants like, to get a moisturizer. I guess we could have lunch. Kramer mm-hmm. is it? Kramer, Kramer is a skincare guy. I was really hoping we were going to romance. I was so I was so intrigued by the possibilities this could hold, but alas, a romance between a, mm. a, a Elaine and Kramer. They- they tease it on a number of occasions. Because mm. no, it's no good. I don't know why he even said that. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. I'm like, it, take it back. <laughs> Say no. it's not going to happen. Don't make me think about it. It's um, not. It's not. No. It's not it's a will not. they, won't they. they it's a they won't. won't. Uh, the classic won't they, won't they. Um, as, as seen between me won't and a they. lot of women. <laughs> Um, so then uh, George is in his office at the Yankees. Uh, his secretary is giving him a bunch of very pertinent advice about hotels and other such things. He's very impressed. He's like, I've never met anyone so efficient. Um, he's like, it's like, you know what I'm thinking the whole time. And then he's kind of giving her a look and he's like, do you know what I'm thinking right now? He's like, I think I do. And he's like, is it doable? She's like, oh, yeah, it's doable. At which point she like launches herself at him. It's not on hot, that bit. No, it is kind of. I'm he's, sorry. I just, George yeah. Costanza for the first time yeah. ever is attracted to a woman's personality. Think, yeah. He's having a sexual awakening here. Yeah. Well, everyone, every, it is a cute moment. I think it's a cute moment. And it's, and it's yeah, clear consent. Yeah. So that's like, cool. And he, uh, and he, he very and much, it is very he much very about much personality. Like solicits consent and it is given, you know, it is given enthusiastically. Mm-hmm. Everyone is like exploring, exploring their, their masculine and feminine side in this episode. Kramer's got his moisturizer. Mm-hmm. Uh, George's uh, having sex with women based on their personalities. Mm, yeah. And that's a feminine <laughs> and trait. And that's a feminine yeah. trait. Regrettably, that is a feminine trait. Costanza's yeah. having sex with a woman the way women <laughs> usually have sex with George Costanza mm. out of a kind of fascination. Yes. Actually, I don't think I don't think women are attracted to men for their personalities either. <laughs> You're a truther. I don't think so. Like, I think this is something that's been made up. I don't know by who. Mm. I don't know by who. I don't know. I don't know qui bono. But mm, yeah. I don't know. I'm not well, attracted to someone for their personality. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. I think it might be a Coke Foundation thing. What are they looking like? The yeah. the the Coke brothers. Mm, yeah. I actually don't know. I actually don't know what. They I have are. no idea what they look like. I think they look like pretty regular old dudes. Me neither. Yeah. I think they're yeah. Old, but when they were young, old dudes. Let's not let's not pull oh, that thread. Let's not go and find well, out that the Coke like, brothers were really well, hot. Just because like young, like young, like young Rumsfeld. <laughs> oh, no. Not young, a good Youngsfeld. guy, but Youngsfeld was was pretty hot. It was it was better when Young Romsfeld was a known unknown for me. That was uh, <laughs> it was better to not know. Um, anyway, so then uh, at the movies, uh, Kramer comes out and he's like, "Oh, I've been Uma Thurman wants to give me a number and he's trying to write it down on." So he takes Jerry's dry cleaning stub, and then Jerry spots the dry cleaner wearing his jacket that he previously complimented. Um, 
Yeah, and we then get a vignette yes. at the Yankees of uh, Costanza and his secretary fucking. And then in the heat of passion, he yells, I'm giving you a raise. <laughs> Which is a bizarrely unromantic thing to say. Mm, mm. Very unromantic. But he sees it. But that's that's where it gets back to the less sexy part of their relationship and the power dynamics because he sees it as like a, a little bit of a power dynamics thing. And he's like, oh, well... Mm. If that's why you're having sex with me is because I'm your boss, then I will. The the, the hottest mm. thing I could say during this interaction is that I'm giving you a raise. But very no, yeah, it's, it's a lot not like sexy, the bodyguard. You know, it's doomed say. by the power dynamics. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Seinfeld walked so that the film The Bodyguard yeah. could could run. That's right. Yeah, that's why I'm going to stick with that. Was my analysis. Um, yeah. um, so then uh, at the cafe, uh, J- Jerry's like, well, are you authorized to give races? And George is like, no, I'm not. Um, and then uh, uh, Jerry finds a movie ticket stub in his house, his jacket. So he's like, right, this guy definitely stole my jacket. Um, we then cut back to Barney's and Elaine is there complaining about the skinny mirrors to the woman who works there. He's like, I mean, we can exchange it. It's fine. Um, and I presume they would have exchanged it regardless. <laughs> Most stores have that policy. If you're not, if you're not mm-hmm. taking the tag off, you can exchange it. Hmm. Um, yeah, and then yeah. Uh, the comedian Banya comes in, and he wants to buy Kramer's suit, and Kramer negotiates a sale with him. I'm very keen on the fact that we have a companion episode to hmm. the soup, so we find out what, like, what Banya's been up to in the interim. We are uh, given the information that he is still a 42 in suits, so he's still huge. Yeah, he's still peacocking around. I don't know. I have absolutely no idea. What. I presume he can't be a forty-two waist. That's gigantic, and you wouldn't really get a gigantic waist from working out. No, I think it's supposed to be a chest. But that's not that big of a chest. It's chest. I'm a forty. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the answer. I guess. Yeah. I think they didn't want to say yeah. too intimidating. Well, also, he's he not huge, and also yeah. he's a comedian, you know. so they have to be a little bit realistic. He's not. Yeah. 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 With how, how huge I mean, look at the women Jerry's getting. They're not being that realistic about comedians. No. Jerry's turning down a young Terry Hatcher because no. he has suspicions about her breasts. I'm happy for those to be an unknown unknown. In this episode, uh, yeah. Kramer gets you Uma Thurman's see number. see Uma Thurman. <laughs> no, no, you mm. don't know if it's real or not. Yeah, I mean, I, I really hope that's I know, true. I th- that's nice for Kramer. Oh, I like I, that for I, I think you're supposed to think that it's definitely Uma Thurman, although this is not the first time he has... Uh, that he has misidentified a famous person. So it would be really funny if it turned out not to be Uma Thurman at all. <laughs> and mm. it's just a woman that, that Kramer thinks is Uma Thurman. That would be funny. And that actually hadn't occurred to me. But yeah, mm. no, no, no. I think you're supposed to think that he's Thought exercised his It was John Voight. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. He goes, uh, George goes to get a raise for his secretary from Steinbrenner by giving a sub story. I love the I love the story. I love mm. the boss scenes with George mm. and his boss. Uh, who's the voice of? It's Larry do you David, know who does the voice? Yeah, yeah, it's Larry yeah. David. Is yeah, it Larry yeah. David doing something himself? very close okay. to the Bernie Sanders impression? Oh. Well, Larry David and Bernie Sanders yeah. are chums. Yeah, and they sound alike. Sound alike. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I suppose so. It's like you know, like when women live together, their periods sync up. When elderly Jewish men are friends, they start to talk like each other. <laughs> True science, <laughs> simply yeah. true. You can't can't deny it. <laughs> or rather, much like periods, one one of them starts to talk like the other. There's like a dominant elderly Jewish man, and the others kind of sink to his voice. Yeah, and Bernie mm. is the dominant. Yeah, I think that's pretty obvious. 
yeah. obviously. I'm fascinated by that as a, as a dynamic, like in a, in a female house share. One, you're going to discover at some point that one of them had the dominant menstrual cycle. <laughs> and then, you know. One gets pulled. Yeah, exactly. You're suddenly, you suddenly, you, you learn things about your friendship group you never knew. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't think you were the beta, but you are. Mm. Uh, yeah. You thought you were running shit. Really, you were being puppet mastered the whole time. Yeah. You think you thought you were head bitch in charge, but you're actually every pe- mm. every period group has a has a beta, and if you don't know who it is, then it's you. <laughs> <laughs> Very sad. I find it, <laughs> I do find that I generally get pulled towards other women's periods uh, cycles when I get like new friends and we all hang out together. Mm. I mine is the one that changes, so I'm I'm yeah. definitely a beta. Uh, you're an empath. Cycle is. Yeah, yeah, you're an I, empath. Yeah. You're not a beta, you're an empath. <laughs> Thank you. You Good just want spin, to walk guys. in other women's shoes and sanitary yeah. pads. That's the... I don't I don't recommend walking in sanitary pads at all. <laughs> <laughs> if no insoles are available. Um, <laughs> yeah, they could work. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's gotta be a there's gotta be a solution. Um so uh yeah, he, he secures he secures this raise. Back at Barney's, uh, Kramer has sold his suit, and so he's now just in his pants in the uh, in the changing room, and he needs clothes. So he asks Elaine if she can tell Jerry to bring him some clothes. Elaine is kind of eye-rolling at this entire incident. Uh, back at the dry cleaners, Jerry is interrogating the dry cleaner um, about his jacket. The guy's denying it. And then, and then he sees the guy's, and then he's asking about the fur coat, and we get this vignette of the guy's wife wearing his mother's fur coat. Um, yep. And so the guy's having to bullshit about how he needs the ticket to give the fur coat back because he realizes he doesn't actually have yeah. the fur coat. Um, which is funny because he's talking about the fur coat storage warehouse, which it clearly never even went to in the first place. Yeah. This is why I wearing it. So all good. This is a, uh, yet, an, yet another uh, look into uh, Jerry's specific psychological makeup. It is another clash with a dry cleaner. Mm-hmm. Jerry hates the dry cleaner. He does. This is a running theme. It's a running theme. He mm. really, really hates the dry cleaner. He's an anti-dry cleanist. You mm. would think you would think that if he hates the dry cleaner so much, he just would not have clothes that need to be dry cleaned. This, That's what I do. This is what we this is what we <laughs> said the last time it came up that Jerry hates the dry cleaner. Mm. When oh, he when he says, and it's it's like like the dry cleaners are just catching strays. Um the 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 context is is that they're talking about someone who was murdered as dry cleaner, and Jerry's like, "Oh, well, you don't need a motive to kill your dry cleaner." It's like maybe just maybe just get less less fine fabrics, Jerry. There you go. No more houndstooth for you. No more. Just, no mm. more suede jackets. No mm-hmm. more. You know, silk mm. pants. No, no more of this stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's just he's just wearing like <laughs> silk pajamas. No, like a no sultan. More, no more pirate shirts. Uh, yeah. Those definitely mm. have to be dry cleaning. Yeah, I think they are dry clean only. Yeah, yeah they so, are. I have quite a good relationship with the dry cleaning community. The dry cleaning well, community? Well, all mm. of them. <laughs> I generally, I don't, I've not had bad experiences with dry cleaners no, as a rule. Uh, wait, so are you saying you go to multiple dry cleaners, different ones? You don't have any loyalty to one dry cleaner? Well, it's kind of like yeah, I, that's I tend not, to... That doesn't sound to me like someone like who's a, a friend of the, dry cle- <laughs> of the dry cleaning community. Well, my, Sounds like an enemy of the dry cleaning community. My office has moved around a lot and I tend <laughs> yeah, to have a dry true. cleaner near the office. You know. Would uh, you even need a dry I'm not, cleaner I'm not for? Going, I'm not going into a different London borough oh, for I, a dry cleaner. I guess cleaner. your dinner jacket, that's probably... That's yeah, probably suits. Needs. I go to a lot of funerals, you know? Yeah. I'm a big, oh, a big funeral attendee. funeral head. Yeah, exactly. I just, you know... Love a good, love a uh-huh. good hymn, uh, yeah. you know. 
loving it. Love to go to. Uh, I was at a funeral with my sister a while back, and we were at the back of the room, and we we both caught ourselves doing it, just kind of going, "This is a good funeral. This is it's well put together." <laughs> we're like, "Oh, what have we become?" It's a well produced funeral. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, it was a shame about that they wrote their own poem. That was a misstep. But other than that. Good funeral. <laughs> but other than that. Never write your own poem. Write your own on, eulogy, I, sure. Eight on own ten. Poem? No. Eight on ten. I, yeah. Mm. Uh, when my poem. when my dad passed away when I was sixteen, mm. I uh me and my sisters did write a poem about him and 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 read it. I at think the funeral. that's and I do different. look back on that. But I, I do think, think you're a child. No, I you're think completely if you're like yeah, if you're so like if you're sixteen and your dad's just died, I think that's Fine. I don't think like I don't think you're you're catching the strays on that one. No, I think I have had it before. Uh, it's like means grandparent like, means funerals. like fully grown adults who have right. taken so it upon themselves to write a poem. That's definitely bad. And I also think at like grandparent funerals where they've allowed the grandchildren to write, like some seven year old has written a poem, and it's like you just don't don't put this seven year old in a position where they're considering writing a poem for this funeral. Just kind of you you can save them. I don't expect the seven year old to have the judgment. You know. Okay, but does it make it worse that, um, uh, or better, um, probably worse that it was an acrostic poem? No, I think that's fine. An acrostic poem that's read out loud is quite <laughs> funny because it's really not going to come across. Because <laughs> people, <laughs> had it, we had it written down on the okay. Okay. Oh, okay, so worry. people weren't having to go like, wait, wait, hang on. Yeah, wait, what was wait. the first word? Of, oh, what was the first word of the third line? <laughs> I f- I've forgotten what the. We're missing a letter. Guys, we're missing a letter. <laughs> o is for, ooh, welcome uh, to the funeral. Has everyone got their pen and paper? Because you're going to need to you're gonna need to diagram this for yourself. Otherwise, it's not going to make any sense. And then like mid-sentence. Okay, new line. <laughs> it's important for the acrostic. But if a child wants to write a poem for their like grandparents' funeral or something, like it's it's, that's cute. I think that's cute. I don't like you. What do you I think, think so that too. they should pro- that they should like say? No, you can't read your poem out. Is that what you think? You're not gonna. You're not gonna be a good father. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. Okay. I'm so sorry, five year old. Uh, it is quite yeah, tacky like, to read like, a, like, read like, a poem. Then, <laughs> like regrettably, regrettably, Joey, you have a you have no sense of aesthetic but judgment. That's, that's not what's Unfortunately, happened. there's no there's no there's no five year old that you wants are, to do you public are, speaking. No, you are creatively and intellectually bankrupt. Yeah, this is a this are is derivative. There, there are some. There are some five-year-olds that are quite uh, fond oh of my spotlight. God. Yeah. I, ab- I absolutely would have been more than happy to do <laughs> yeah. that when Phoebe, I was five. Phoebe was bumping them off just to get up there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I first thought of when you said you go to a lot of funerals. I was like, are you secretly a serial killer? Is this... <laughs> No, no, I am not. That, sorry, I realised that laugh didn't do much to. <laughs> no, it's no definitely not. <laughs> Me? Uh, no. Why? What an accusation! Um, that's quite interesting. What? Interesting voice there. I don't know. That's my kind Is of it like about your Vincent Price serial killer. No, it's the um, it's the it's the you wouldn't hurt a little birthday boy. Oh, voice. Right, yeah, I see. Would I do such a thing? Well. <laughs> No, you wouldn't hurt a little birthday boy, <laughs> would you? Um, I don't think Amber knows what the little birthday boy voice is, which I think I is, f- which is fine. <laughs> Amber, I, wi- I wish I did. 
it's a it's a running joke on Trash Future about just like it, it it came from like Riley having a birthday once where he like wanted to do all this fancy stuff and we were just like Riley is such a birthday boy at all times and then and then we just started imagining the character of the birthday boy and the guy who's always like giving himself little treats and doing like dastardly deeds and then going but but it's my birthday you wouldn't hurt a little birthday boy but is, uh, wasn't it originally <laughs> from that post about somebody like someone who said like that they used to know someone who was like five foot seven and was like always like deliberately provoking large aggressive guys and then whenever they looked like they were like gearing up to a fight they'd say you wouldn't hurt a little birthday boy would you you wouldn't hurt I think this is bastardized from a story that I have told before, <laughs> which is about my friend getting into a fight outside my birthday in Moscow and me being high on drugs and this guy being about to hit my friend and me just walking up to him and going, but it's my birthday. And Russians respect a birthday so much that this guy just went, oh, happy birthday. No, there, and was, then got defi- so no, there was definitely a post about, you know what? Like, right. I think it's several, it's an several kind of coalescing mm. pieces of source material. The birthday boy is a composite character. He's existed in many forms in different times. Most cultures uh-huh. have a form of the birthday boy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, that and there's and there yes. is also a missing um, Indo-European yeah. birthday boy, Muchacho Complianos uh, in South America. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. It's, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh. the thing is, we don't have any evidence of the Indo-European birthday boy, but there's no other reason I'm really why with you should be. No, you, no, you should be. You should be. Um, yeah. Oh my god. It makes me think of the that uh, the Great British Baking Show is doing a, a Mexican episode, and um, when you said "muchacho cumpleaños" in a British accent, I I am very intrigued Muchacha. to see what happens there. Mm. Yeah. Me, people are very upset that this is going to well, happen. Apparently, um, I I uh, I no longer watch the Great Great British Bake Off because I stopped watching it after they moved off the BBC because. Uh, Phoebe's a patriot. Oh, <laughs> thing I take seriously. Uh, no, because they no they no, did they, you like, know? They, they scuffed it up. Like the the Channel Four version is no fucking good. There's no Melon Sue. There's Noel Fielding who depresses the hell out of yeah. me. Like why does he still have hair like that? He is fifty. <laughs> n- n- yeah, he's starting to look like I a like goth Noel aunt. Noel Fielding and Matt Lucas, yes. two odd looking men. They are odd looking men. Very odd, and especially now that he's like uh, lost mm. all the weight, it's it's he looks like a shrinking man. Yeah. It's very strange. But okay, did you know that it's not called the Great British Bake Off here? It's called the Great British Baking Show because the term Bake Off is owned by Pillsbury. No. <laughs> so we're not. That's yeah. amazing. Oh, I like that so much. <laughs> yeah, it's partly owned by Steve Bannon. <laughs> actually, they've got it. Is <laughs> well. He partly so owns I, everything. So I, I had, until quite recently, I had never actually seen the Pillsbury Doughboy. It was just something something mm. that I like knew about, but I'd never actually seen <laughs> it. Um, and for some reason, uh, a friend of the show, Noah, took it upon himself to educate me. Muchacho del Doe, of course. That's right. South America. <laughs> um. uh, took it upon himself to educate me on this subject and sent me just a number of pictures of the Pillsbury Doughboy and I was like no I'm not sure about that I don't I don't like him I don't like him um mm. but did he show yeah, send you videos did, yeah. of which yeah being which, poked in the stomach honestly even worse to me <laughs> because okay all right here is my here is my problem with the Pillsbury Doughboy I have several okay but my first one That's is your beef with the Doughboy here, here is my beef with the Doughboy mm. in order for his tum to do that kind of and him to do the thing 
Mm. Loathsome, by the uh-huh. way, the loathsome little giggle. That is the giggle. Uh, that Fuck is the tribes. giggle of a pervert. Mm. <laughs> the Pillsbury Doughboy is a disgusting pervert and should be in prison. <laughs> Who gets off of being yeah, poked does, in the belly? Ugh, disgusting. Mm. So, okay. So, in order for him to have been inflated to that point that he has enough of a belly to be to be prodded in, mm. he's got to have some kind of yeast component, right? Right. Okay. Okay. Or, or he's got a kind of like proved yeah. a little bit. Yeah, he's, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. He's been shot with that gas gun, like in *Live and Let Die*. You know, is it that Roger Moore in *Live and Let Die* like shoots the villain who I believe is called Baron Sanity with um with a with a with a gun that's like gas pellets for like blowing up sharks, and it like inflates him like a balloon, and then he explodes. The '70s wow. Bond films got pretty weird. I was going to say, whenever you, whenever <laughs> you tell me the plot of an old Bond film, I'm always just like, is that? Is that true? That, that can't be right. Cannot be. That cannot be <laughs> what happens. Right. Is that what it's about? <laughs> a woman. Yeah. Is that is that your Roger Moore? Uh, let's be fair. That wasn't a great one. So Roger Moore. Oh, that's pretty good. A woman. Yeah. There you go. There you there go. go. Sheer magnetism, yeah. darling. Yeah. All right. So the Pillsbury Doughboy. He's got facial features, right? He's got like you know arms and arms mm-hmm. and legs. Sure. So, Classic boy. So <laughs> shape. What does he look like? Before he is risen, how are they accounting for the like the lopsidedness that would occur? Because if like, okay, so right, so say they say he's unbaked, he's just a raw piece of dough, and he's got right. his face right. Mm-hmm. If he was, if he had, if he was risen, then the eyes would kind of like slip down the face, and he would look like. You know, like when people get like too much, like too many fillers, and then they either lose weight or gain weight, mm-hmm. and then the fillers kind of slip all over their face, and it looks really weird. Okay, yes. so yes. presumably they would have had to mm. have like accounted for the inflation when they put his eyes, nose, and mouth on. So, what unholy creature would he have looked like? What if they put his eyes, nose, and mouth on after? Oh, he that's was a inflated. really good answer to my question. Thank you, Amber. That's a really good answer. I still hate him. I still don't like. I don't like his little kerchief. I don't like his little hat. I don't like that he's he's naked apart from his kerchief. He's 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 like he's like the fucking Stay Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Mm. I do not want to see nude confectionery. Which, but I love the Stay Stay Puff Mm. guy too. Like that's those are two of my favorite favorite guys. guys? You just you just said two of my favorite guys. I just think that they're they're very fun little. uh, Like I just like the I I love a marshmallow Mm -hmm. texture. Okay, Stay Puffed is a great thing to say as like a goodbye. (laughs) See you later, guys. Stay puffed. (laughs) Stay stay puffed. I've just there's a headline here from Business Insider where it's got the picture is of a, a hand poking the Pillsbury Doughboy, and it says. This real estate broker was the hand model who poked the Pillsbury Doughboy. I want to meet him. I want to meet the real estate broker. Yeah, and that's how he got into real estate. You, so if they, so you're saying though, Phoebe, kind of like if they didn't, if they put in the eyes and yeah. mouth and nose early, uh, and then they proved they they had him yeah. rise a little bit to to reach that level. What? Uh, so you you think that? It would be better if the Pillsbury Doughboy had a wonky yeah. face with like mm. the yeah, cheek down would, by the chin would, and one eye that a little droopy. But whatever, a realistic body image <laughs> for doughboys and what, dough men and dough women. Yeah, and people of dough, dough. girls. Yeah, <laughs> women non, and dough non, girls. Non-binary dough people as well. Yeah, doughbies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Doby's got an X in it somewhere. Doby's, that's what they're called. Doby's. Yeah. Okay, well... Yeah, um, no, 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 because at least it's honest, because whatever it would have looked like before (laughs) baking (laughs) is like a demonic creature, not of this world, not fit to be seen under God's light. I see. Okay, well, Mm -hmm. much to think about there. Um, So (laughs) Elaine uh, leaves the shop in the dress in search of a non-partisan mirror on the street. Uh, The Yankees, meanwhile, George is very upset to find out that his secretary is now making more money than him. Um, and uh, Elaine is on the street with a mirror. Uh, a guy says that she can't pull this dress off. He's just coming out of a store. Uh, and then back at Barney's, Jerry, having gone in search of Kramer to find his dry cleaning ticket, finds Kramer in the dressing room, mostly naked. Uh, and th- they start to elucidate what has happened in this situation. Meanwhile, Elaine's being told that she has to now take this dress because she wore it outside and it's got a salt stain on it. Banya has decided mm. he wants his money back for the suit because Kramer's moisturizer has leaked into the pocket. And uh, Jerry, in an attempt to get the uh, dry cleaning ticket back, offers to take him out for a nice dinner uh, in, if he gives him the ticket, which is uh, a callback yeah. to the soup episode. I like, I like paired episodes. Yeah. They're like two, Jerry, Jerry's two a great tragic figure. The more he tries to avoid the, the dinner, the more, you know, him and yeah. Banya, they're bound together by the fates. That's true. That's true. Like the, the, the dinner is inscribed in Jerry's destiny. And the more he tries to resist it, uh, the longer and more elaborate the dinner becomes. Mm. Mm. Yes. I, my problem with the dress thing of Elaine wearing the dress out of the store mm. um, is, again, this dress is too mm-hmm. large for her. And you would think that even without a mirror that's perfect, you would be able to tell that a dress is uh, a size yeah, too big that's for That's true. Yeah. I mean, it seems to be too long. I mean, how are you getting a salt stain it's on too a long. dress? You're going to get it hemmed, obviously. I mean, she probably gets most yeah, of her dresses gonna hemmed. Yeah, I was going to say, J- JLD is a short queen, and as such, um, mm-hmm. she is not looking at how long things are. Um, he's not. She's not looking at how long things are because she's just assuming that everything's going to be too long for her. But it does, it like it affects the line of a dress like that if you get it shortened. Mm. It's like, True. it's you know, it's the length it is for a reason you don't want to affect the line no because that's, that's otherwise, rule one. like the, no. the eyes start falling down the side yep, that's what they teach you in girl <laughs> yep. college and then it's a it's a demonic yeah, creature yeah, exactly this is what um, they teach us at, at, at girl school yeah so george goes back into steinbrenner it's a school where you learn how to be a girl that's correct <laughs> um, and that's what the woke left wants they want to send all the boys everyone there. to a girl school that's yep. right um it's a it's a school where you learn to do really psychological bullying. Um, so uh, George goes back into Steinbrenner. <laughs> he wants more money. Steinbrenner goes off on like a massive tangent, and George just gives up. Mm-hmm. Um, back at Barney's, uh, we find out that the moisturizer has actually smudged all the numbers off the dry cleaning ticket, so it's now worthless. Uh, and then uh, Jerry catches in Barney's the dry cleaner's wife in the fur coat, so manages to get it back. And Kramer ends up wearing it home. We go nice little. Shot of them walking down the street. It's it very is, yeah. cute. Yeah, very sweet. I do mm. like that. I do like that shot. It did make me laugh out loud of them all walking home together and and Kramer wearing the. Kramer would fur. look right at home in Hackneywick in that look. Yeah, he you know? really would. It's a look and a half. Perfect. Um. So then we and then we get Jerry and Banya at dinner. Um. And he's agreed to take him out for two dinners. That was what he was negotiated to. And yeah, the guy's despite saying, the fact that at this point Banya doesn't have a leg to stand on, Jerry. Jerry yeah. is is too uh like he's too willing to accommodate to, to flip flop when it too comes much to a man of his word. He he yeah, he uh he's a what do you call it? He's a welcher. He's a self welcher. 
the South Welch, the auto Welch. It's the auto Welch, and that's the worst move there is. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the reflexive mm-hmm. Welch. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah, why would you go? Would what you go? is Banya going to do yeah. at this point if you just don't but, take him? But then again, to maybe at this point, maybe he understands that mm. he has got to this point where it is just a part of his destiny, and the fates have decreed that he will have dinner and probably quite a nice dinner with Banya. Um, so he's just got to he's just got to grit his teeth and just get on with it because it's gonna mm. it's gonna mushroom um, in frequency, size. Uh, cost etc the more he tries to resist it because you can't, can't fight your he's faith like, he's like cassandra he actually sees yeah the nature of it more clearly than everyone else yeah um so uh we then and then it's quite a tragic figure banya that he thinks he's jerry's friend and jerry hates him mm. it, it, it is it's it very sad me a certain certain distress it does make me a little sad he, he's got time. a parasocial yeah. relationship he with does jerry have a parasocial relationship with jerry yeah also I, banya's such a good character He's such a good bit character. He's the best one, I think. No, he's mm. the second best one. Yeah. Yeah. And so then he says he's, he's, off, he's got to go because he's off to meet a girl. He's like, yeah, I got this number for this girl called Uma off the, off the dry cleaning ticket for the moisturizer. <laughs> like, okay, yes. we were talking about this before we started recording. Like, what an incredibly chaos move it is to just ring a number that you find on a piece of paper just yeah, in the hope the grandmother, just like, in yeah. hope that it's a hot girl. Mm. But like, at this point, Uma Thurman, this is like, this is Dangerous Liaison era Uma Thurman, right? This is like... It's Pulp Fiction era Uma Thurman. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is like, mm-hmm. this is like yeah, peak aesthetic Uma Thurman. Peak Thurman. Thurman does... Yep. It's when she was like the hottest woman in the world. And the, the name Uma was associated yeah. with Uma mm. Thurman. Like there nobody else, you wouldn't no. see that and Who think else of anybody is Uma? else. She is Uma. Uma. She Thurman. is like, she could be a mononym. She could go around calling herself Uma. Yeah, exactly. you, know who you know who they meant. Um... Maybe Dangerous mm-hmm. Liaisons is a lot older than I think it is. It must be because she's really young in it. And if 94 is Pulp Fiction. Mm. Anyway, the point is, this is like, this is absolute. This is Uma at the height of her powers. I can <laughs> just about see her. Uh, Talking about like she's the Soviet Union. Okay, she this is. is the, the number of men <laughs> under her command at this point in history. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. She's got the largest ammunition stockpile of any Hollywood actress yeah. at the time. She does. She can't deny it. She's got her eye on China. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. She's That's got so a whole true. network of bunkers yep. across Southern California. Yep. She could be in any of them. Uh, if you'd like to continue this bit at home, uh, this is the time time to get out your coloring books. And, yeah, feel free to uh, pause. And, and feel free to pause. Um, yeah, chip in with any Uma Thurman communist yeah, you've dictator got, You've got five ideas. minutes. Five minutes. Yeah. For that. Okay, good. Exactly. Um, yeah, so like, I can see Cuba Uma. Thurman. There's an idea. What about that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's good. Yeah, thank you. Good. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, like, so, I can see Uma, like, being willing to go on a date with Kramer because Kramer is exuding his Kavorka as discussed in a prior mm-hmm. episode. Mm. And as brought up again here, and also she'd very much liked the sight of his, you know, uh, metrosexually mm. done skin. Why would Uma Thurman go out with just some guy mm-hmm. who, yeah, exactly, Peanut mm. agrees with me, um, to go out with just like some guy who just rings her because they found yeah. her number in the street? Wouldn't she be like, this guy's going to kill me? I would not if I were her. But on the other hand, with her protection, what detail? an experience it would be. Mm. Maybe that's, it'd be fun. That's true. That's true. 
Yeah. And it is going to, you are going to be meeting this man in a public space. So Yeah, that's true. That's fine. That's a good story. Oh, God. I hate myself so much. My first thought was, you get pretty good content out of that. Like, yes, hell. that's, fuck. I mean, sort of. <laughs> you get a story out of it, even before content was a thing. Like, yeah, you exactly. know, you get a story out of it. And that's exactly. fun. What is content if not the modern story? It we is. used to tell stories to each other in real life <laughs> at bars. Now. They weren't making TikTok. Now we back in the day. simply make content. <laughs> That's right. Mm. Yeah. Now becoming... every every podcast has to, every conversation has to be a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, if you're getting voice notes from Phoebe Roy, it does. Look. <laughs> look, I've been, look. I took your criticism on board, and I've been really, really trying to make them shorter. I, I quite enjoy the long <laughs> voice notes. There's just that they have a theatrical quality. I have a theatrical quality. And they begin with. Right. So, <laughs> um, we close with a bit. Oh, you text voice notes? Is that what? Yeah. Like, if, like, uh, not like all the time, but like if I'm like doing something else or like walking along and I don't, mm-hmm. or like I have something yeah. or like a, a story to tell or like a long yes. thing to say, like, I, like, I do a voice note rather than typing it out. I also do uh, this. But the yeah. thing is, hers are quite long winded compared to the average, I would say. That, I don't think mm. that's true. My friend does this. I don't use voice notes. I just I would just do voice to text if I am going to. Oh, that's chaotic. Along is that chaotic? Well, because do you trust it to write down the correct thing? That would be a lot of times it doesn't. A lot of times it doesn't. And Um, then you got to go in and edit. Then that sounds like a hassle. Did you know you can edit text in the newest like iOS? You can like edit a text. What? What is in that you've already sent? Yeah. That you've already what? sent. No. Which, which sounds like very interesting because, you know, we have typos all the time. But what if you then it, receipts get all messed up? Like you could just yeah. edit a text that you so you could have someone agree to something and then edit the text. Will someone be able to like see the previous iteration of what you wrote there a bit like they used to be able to do with the Facebook status if you edited it? I don't know. I have not currently downloaded the latest ios so all i saw when my friend edited a text was a you know like when you don't have an iphone and someone hearts something and it says so and so hearted this or so and so loved this Uh, uh, it like sends you that quoted so it said like courtney edited this to say and then it had the text in a separate text box but ah fascinating interesting Mm. Yeah. yeah I'm going to try um, it out and get back to you guys. Anyway, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, please, no, please do. do. Uh, <laughs> technology correspondent Amber uh, will be coming <laughs> back you. on. Yeah, to talk that, yeah about. that sounds like a really, that sounds like one of those things this that like, <laughs> someone comes up with in a kind of a, there are no bad ideas in a brainstorm kind of way. Um, and then they, then it kind of gets implemented. They go, oh, oh no, shit. This is a terrible idea. Mm. What are the possible mm-hmm. Black Mirror style implications of this? We'll find out next week on Masters of Our Domain. <laughs> uh, we close with a bit. Uh, and uh, Jerry is talking about restaurants. He's like, I'm sick of the specials. He's like, if they were so special, they'd be on the menu. I disagree with him. Yeah, I disagree. Right. With totally that. disagree. I, I think that's a really that's a that's a weird comment. Like, One thousand percent. Yeah. The problem with the specials, as we all know, is that there's a reason why they're hard selling you this food, and it's because it's the one they're trying to get rid of. I think it depends I, on the restaurant. That's the angle. It depends special. on the restaurant. Yeah, it depends no, on the I restaurant. No, I agree with that. But I think if you're going to go in on the concept yeah. of specials, that's the agreed yeah. angle. That's sure. where you got to go. Not yes. if it's that special, then why isn't it on the menu? That's, a, that's yeah. a silly thing to say. You're not walking into a shoe shop going, what are the specials? You know what that is? That's just a little bit of, a, little bit of semantic pedantry from the boy Seinfeld. Mm. Or the mm. girl Seinfeld, as, as he is in yeah, this yeah. episode. Seinfeld really hates Scar. <laughs> he can't stand the specials. <laughs> it's okay on madness. 
<laughs> that was funny. Mm, yeah, uh, thank you. I, yeah, I just, I like, I, I really like specials at restaurants. Like if I have my local favorites, I wouldn't keep on going back if they didn't have specials because I have gotten everything they have already, you know, mm. and there needs to be something a little different to catch my eye. Yeah, I like, I like, I like a special. Like particularly because it it feels like a kind of, it feels like a bonus round. Like it you does. look at the menu, you're like, oh, this sounds good, and then just like whoop, you notice there's a chalkboard over there, and yeah. you're like, oh boy, extra menu <laughs> items. Walking in, walking into my local restaurant in like a full white suit and a Panama hat, and then like throwing my fur fur coat onto the first waiter I see, and then going, what have you got to for me? <laughs> to the manager of the restaurant. Show me what Some is Some of the new. specials. <laughs> I've had everything special? in this establishment. What can you offer me? A gentleman such as myself. <laughs> who, who is this man that we, are, <laughs> that we are discussing? I am the birthday man. I am the birthday man. Okay. man. It's the birthday man. The birthday I believe man. you have met my son. <laughs> <laughs> who is not the birthday boy. It's a common misconception. Mm. Mm. My uh, son, no. Derek. <laughs> he eats in here on Wednesdays. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's it. That, there we that's go. It. That's, that's the your episode. final riff. <laughs> there you go. That's what you're getting. Um, it remains to say thank Amber very much for joining us. Of course. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, I have a podcast called Low Culture Boil that you can listen to. Uh, we've had Phoebe on a few times. She's our, our British correspondent. Uh, right. Last last one we talked about Razzle. Mm-hmm. Ah, mm. yes, a great cultural institution of the United it Kingdom. Is indeed, we're on the podcast. We talk about trash culture. So if you like, amazing you know, like Spencer's gifts or Razzle or malls or, or uh, we just talked about. <laughs> Or raccoons or Britain in general. Yeah. No. yeah, this is this is why they this is why they need me as a correspondent because uh Britain has got so much to offer. I should get you back for all of the other but British co- uh, pornographic magazines, you know, like Spunk Loving Sluts. Well, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Asian babes. It's true, you know, yeah. no, you can't, can't go <laughs> wrong can't go wrong with Asian babes. Yeah. I cannot believe they, that was permitted to exist. <laughs> I know. The magazine Asian Babes. Yeah, to be fair, that was a real that was a real top shelf one, I think. Yeah, that, um, and also that was that was a real. In fact, like going back to a, an earlier like a mainstream Seinf- one earlier Seinfeld episode, it's a uh, if I like the race, how can it be racist? Mm. Which is definitely the vibe of, <laughs> of Asian of babes, Asian I believe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, it's it's a kind of it's a no it's a like it's a no judgment comment. It's like look, this magazine is filled with Asian babes. It's purely, we've categorized it. We're not mm-hmm. saying they're better or worse than any other kind of babe. That's just, this it's is just, what this provides. That's, this just, just, that's just, just what this one is. Yeah. yeah. It's like if you bought a magazine called Japanese Stocks and Shares, that's what you'd yeah. expect to find yeah. in there. So it I'm just, saying they're better so, or just, worse than any so other Stocks ha- and Shares. It just so happens that they happen to be Asian, but we don't really know. We don't really see race. So yeah. <laughs> Accidentally. <laughs> we, just, we, were, so we were compiling a magazine of babes. And we and got to the so end happens. and then we were, we're like, like you know, what do you what? know? What? You know, what do you know? What are we going to call this this compilation? Well, uh, turns out mm. most people see these women as Asian babes, uh, even though we didn't know that. Mm. This this compendium of hotties. Compendium of hotties. Yeah. This this almanac of ladies. Yep. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Listen to Amber, Amber's podcast. It's very good. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead and do that. And if you're listening to this, we have a Patreon. It's $3 a month for the basic bonus episodes. If you pay $5, you get the Discord. You get monthly movie corner. If you pay $10, you get the What's the Deal miniseries. There you go. That's how it works. Can't go wrong. It's that simple. 
All right. We will see you very soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.